Hey, are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or professional? If so, we want you to apply to be a featured guest on our show. My name is Adam Torres, and I host the Mission Matters series of podcasts. I've recorded over 3,000 episodes, and we are just getting started. How do you know if you'd be a good guest to be on the show? Well, only one way to find out, and that's to apply, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We want guests that have a story to tell, guests with a brand, a product, or a service that can benefit my audience of listeners. If this sounds like you, go to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. I'd love to talk to you and get to know more about your story. Again, head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Jeff Beckham Jr. on the line. He's CEO over at Chicago Scholars. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. How you doing, man? Thank you for having me. Oh, man. So uh, excited to have you on the show, Jeff. I'm doing great and uh, excited to talk about it. I mean, the organization, Chicago Scholars, is uh, going on its 25th anniversary year, so that's a big deal, and I understand that you've taken over as CEO. Um, so this is going to be awesome. I'm excited to get into it and into the mission there and just to get us kicked off. So, um, Jeff, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. So that's our mission here. Jeff, what mission matters to you? Well, Adam, in Chicago, you can actually drive about three miles and get a 30-year life expectancy gap between Inglewood and Lakeview. The mission that matters to me most is closing that life expectancy gap for people that are marginalized and are living in poverty in affected communities. And I believe we do that through education and jobs. And so that mission is one I've taken on most of my life and certainly now as CEO of Chicago Scholars. Man, that's amazing. Um, lo- love bringing mission-based um, individuals on the line. And uh, let's see, I guess just to get us started off, um, so tell us a little bit more about Chicago Scholars. Yeah, Chicago Scholars was founded 25 years ago uh, to provide initially funding for students uh, to get to school, right? And so our founders uh, did that really well. They were giving two college scholarships to every C- two high school students at every CPS school, uh, a college scholarship. Well, they recognized that money alone was not enough to make sure students graduated from school. And so they started to add to the program. They provide counseling and, and uh, mentorship and guidance to students. And so as the program scaled, guess what happened? Well, students started to graduate, and the next question came about, they asked, you know, how do we get into the job market? What skills do we need to be great in the marketplace? How do we build as leaders? Uh, I was brought on about three years ago to build out our career leadership work, and I started our internship program with Invest for Kids, a company run by Ron Levin and Goldman Sachs. Now we're an organization that serves over 5,000 kids. We help them get to college, through college, and into career. And we do that through mentoring, mentoring counseling, and coaching. Man, that's amazing. Over 5,000 kids, that's a big deal. That's a lot of, lot of lives to help. Um, so that's, yeah, that's amazing. Um, so you tell us a little bit more about um, how you got involved. So what is your current role like in Compass? Yeah, so I, you know, I tell folks every day I get to have a lot of fun putting together extremely complex puzzles. 
<laughs> my job is to lead the strategic direction <laughs> and cast vision for the organization, man. And, it, and it's a big one. You know, the full addressable market in Chicago is about three to 4,000 students who are like college ready, uh, first generation and or low in, or and or from low income communities in, in the city. And we want to be able to get there. So my job is to figure out how do we do that? How do we, you know, bring in more revenue for the organization? How do we make the organization, you know, revenue self-sustaining. In this new world post-pandemic, nonprofits have to think like small businesses or startups to grow, to be able to scale, to, to provide the services they do. We have to treat the individuals that we work with as true customers and bring their voice into the work we do. And so, yeah, it's a big job, man. It's a lot of meetings, <laughs> a lot of great partnership opportunities, a lot of this, you know, sharing what we do at mass at scale, getting out in front of uh, the market as much as possible. Uh, and I love doing it. And, and most importantly, it's being able to serve and, and stand out front for our scholars who are absolutely amazing and dynamic young leaders who deserve these opportunities we're bringing into the fold. Mm. Tell me a little bit more about the, um, tell me a little bit more about the uh, long-term vision and so yeah. and planning that goes into this. Cause I, kn- I know it's not an easy thing what you're doing. And, you know, I, I get to stand on the shoulders of some, some giants who led this organization and did it really well. Man, we started 25 years ago. We were serving 50 kids mm-hmm. a year, and that, that grew from 50 to 600 a year, which, you know, gets us to that 5,000 serve number. But as I mentioned, the addressable market is three to 4,000 scholars, and I think we can get there. But we don't get there without utilizing technology and being more efficient in our work. Obviously, it's very difficult financially to be able to provide direct service for three to 4,000 people over the course, our program seven years long. You're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars if we really wanted to do it uh, in the level of like, you know, hands-on engagement. But with technology, what we've learned post-pandemic is that we can provide personalized engagement at scale using tech. So you know, one of the things is we're launching a mobile app and that's in you know, minimum viable product status right now. We've got users testing it for us real time. That's, that's step one. Step two behind that, is making sure that the financial health of the organization is strong, that we re, re, you know, replenish our reserves and some of the things that we had to use to, to make it through the pandemic. We're, we're doing that, and we have partners who are helping us do that and always could use more. And number three is addressing some of the things happening with the achievement gap, particularly with young men of color in Chicago. You know, there was a recent report by McKinsey that actually looked at the number of years of learning loss between Latinx and black men and, uh, and impoverished students in the country, and we're looking at a year to two years of learning loss. And so while we don't work with the students at that early stage, what we do have the opportunity to do is make sure that they're ready and prepared for college and ready and prepared for that, that, that journey after, that job, which I think is the way by which we close the poverty gap and we close the achievement gap in our country. Mm, that's amazing. And so um, tell us a little bit more about some of the issues facing the actual scholars or soon to be um, current or even currently enrolled college students like that are going through the program. Like tell us a little bit sure. more to educate people maybe on the demographic and things of that. Yeah, our students are, are dynamic and strong. They actually have to prove demonstrated leadership as they apply the full process. Right. But when they get into the program, being first generation or from a low-income community can pose a lot of challenges when you, when you think about college. If you have gone to school, some of your listeners that have gone to school may remember, yeah, you, you get your financial aid award letter and it covers the tuition, but it doesn't cover all of the other hidden costs that college has, like housing, books, travel to and from, clothing, those things. And so 
our students, you know, definitely face the challenges of the financial reality and the hardships that come with college. Couple that with the dual pandemics of, you know, what happened post George Floyd's murder and the global pandemic, you're talking about students who are first generation and low income trying to help understand and realize their full identity and potential while battling economic hardship. It can be difficult. I'm proud to say that our organization stands in the gap to support them so that they can, you know, be the best versions of themselves and that they also have an organization that can help support with some of the economic hardships that happen too through the course of college. It's not just that. You know, you also have the social and emotional things that students who may be dealing with as, you know, first-timers on the college campus may deal with. Many of our students are Black or Latinx, and so you, you deal with like, the, the idea of imposter syndrome, that maybe you're not supposed to be at this prestigious school like a Harvard or a Howard or a Yale, yet we provide a network of support and people through our board, our partners in the work, our mentors, our adult volunteers that support our students to help them bolster and get over that imposter syndrome, to know that they are confident and capable and very able to succeed to achieve their dreams. Man, that's amazing. Um, so, so tell us what's next. So tell us um, what, what's going forward and, and, you know, your your vision here for the future. Yeah, so, you know, I, we're going to get to that full adjustable market here in Chicago, but I think we mm-hmm. have a role in providing what we provided for the last 25 years to other parts of the country, right? And while I don't share this with my staff because I know it would freak them out, <laughs> like, how are we going to do this? I think we have an <laughs> opportunity to use tech. And, and tech enable what we do to go to other areas. I've got friends in Detroit and St. Louis and Atlanta. I'm, I'm in Phoenix now having conversations about how we can share knowledge and share what we do to make sure we reach young people that want to go to school, that may be first generation or from low-income families. We want to get them there. And our college partners are great partners who are willing to lean in and do this work with us. Our career partners doing the same thing. You know, we've got 200 college partners, 150 companies that are helping us in this work. But we've got to expand that because I think we have an opportunity to provide what we do really well to other areas of the country. And that, for me, is the, if I had the, the big, hairy, audacious dream, that's it for our organization. Uh, but in order to do that, we, we really do have to run like a startup. We have to make sure that we're continuing to practice, you know, a little bit of agile project development, bringing in uh, human-centered design and, and some of the other industry best practices, things that we're doing in our work to continue to build, test, and deploy to make sure that what we're doing is delivering on those outcomes. You know, right now, our, our six-year graduation rate for our students is 83%. When you look at comparable students from Chicago, it's 49%. So we are certainly doing something right, and I think we can continue to do that, but I think we can do it for more people. Man, that's amazing. Love it. Um, so, Jeff, I have to tell you, man, it's been great having you on the show today. I, I love the love the project, love what you're doing. Um, congrats on on the on the appointment to CEO. I'm number one, but on number two, 25th anniversary, man. You have a you have a lot of work ahead of you, and you got you got a big legacy to um, to carry on and to continue to help more students. So, I think it's amazing what you're doing. Um, if somebody is listening to this, Jeff and they want to learn more about Chicago Scholars and they want to get involved, I mean, what's the best way for people to get involved and to connect? Yeah, the best way is to start at our website, www.chicagoscholars.org. Sign up for our email list. You can find out about all the fun things we're doing in this 25th year, uh, starting with our golf tournament coming up, and we will have a gala uh, in the fall as well. And follow us on social media. Chicago Scholars is the, the handle on you know Twitter, our Instagram, 
And if you, you want to continue to learn more, follow me as well at Jeff Beckham is pretty much how you can find me on Instagram. Uh, LinkedIn is Jeffrey Beckham. I'm happy to connect and share more personally about how you can be part of our work. Fantastic. Well, Jeff, uh, again, really appreciate you coming on the show today. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Hope you learned a lot. If you did, don't forget, hit that subscribe button. We definitely want you to be a return uh, visitor and a return listener. Uh, And Jeff, thanks again for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Adam, so much for having me.